are back. We sure are. I gotta tell you, now we're recording in the morning. That's been yeah. our, our new routine. It has. It's a little, a little, you know, gotta get up at the crack of 8 a.m. Yeah. And here's Amy late. <laughs> to, uh, I'm an hour late. An hour, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We're here to talk That's about the right. Lord. Praise our Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Is there anything you want to talk about before we get started? No, not really. And you know what? God's in charge. He really is. Whatever you're feeling or or feel you need right now, just go to him. He has the answers. He has the loving arms for you. And whatever's happening in the world, no matter where you are, God's in charge. Amen. It's it's all whatever's happening, good, bad, it's for a reason. It, that is the truth. The wor- and if you are saying to yourself, what's the worst case, worst thing that can happen? Oh, I could die. Well, guess what? You'll be in heaven. Yeah. You'll be with the Lord. Yeah. So is that really the worst thing? Yeah. It, it's because it's all we know, I think. Mm-hmm. So just put on your armor of God and there you go. Chug along your day. Chug, chug. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh. All right. Do you want to start us off in sure. prayer? I sure do. Okay. Lord, I know you are with me and love me. Give me peace of mind as I prepare for this time of study. Help me to focus on my books and notes. Keep me from all distractions so that I will make the best use of this time that is available to me. Give me insight that I might understand what I am studying and help me to remember Remember it when the time comes. Above all, I thank you for the ability to be able to study and for the many gifts and talents that you've given me. Help me always to use them in such a way that they honor you and do justice to myself. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, so we are into Psalms now. Before we start, we're going to recap uh, our last session, which was First Chronicles chapters twenty-two through twenty-nine, First Kings chapters one and two, and then First Chronicles twenty-nine. Uh, David set up Solomon for success, knowing he would be the next king and responsible for building God's temple. There was a census of the Levites. We had David's prayer of praise. Yes. King David was in bad health, and a girl named Abishag cared for him. Solomon was anointed king. And uh, Solomon's brother, Adoniah, because I always want to say it, Adonijah, Adoniah, made a run for the throne, uh, but Solomon prevailed, and David did die at the end of the at the end of the session. So sad. Yeah, but he all the things he accomplished. Absolutely. Anything you want to add before we move on? No. Okay. So. Let's talk briefly about Psalms real quick. It's the 19th book of the Bible, written approximately 1400 to 450 BC. It was initially written as poetry to be set to music. The book of Psalms is often considered the first hymnal. All Psalms express emotions to or about God, and the Psalms were collected over 1,000 years by various scribes. But David's responsible for a lot, well, yeah, yes. a big the chunk majority, of them. Yeah. Is there anything you wanted to add to that about um, Psalms? Just that it's right in the middle of the Bible. Do you want to read that? Yeah, it says David was a prolific writer. There are 72 Psalms that mention David as their author. 
and 60 of them are gathered here. The other 12 Psalms that David wrote are specifically connected to events during his life, and they are placed with them chronologically in this Bible. These 60 could have been written at any time during his reign. And it just shows how he always went to him, you know. Oh, yeah. So that's why these Psalms were placed where they were chronologically. Yes. Okay. So we thought we would just read through the Psalms because they're all relatively short and they're just beautiful. Yes, they are. So, Amy, would you mind starting with Psalm 4? No. um, This is rejoicing in God's protection and peace. We can place our confidence in God because he will listen when we call to him. So it says, answer me when I call to you, O God who declares me innocent. Free from my troubles, have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make groundless accusations? How long will you continue your lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer sacrifices in the right spirit and trust the Lord. Many people say, who will show us better times? Let your face smile on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and new wine. In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Lovely. So nice. It really is. It's just beautiful. And I love where, you know, it says, I mean, the whole thing is great. All of these psalms are great. Now, in on verse 4, it says, Don't sin by letting anger control you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Yes. I mean, so. I mean, yeah. So great. Yeah. When I when I was a little girl, my, I'd be upset or something, and my father always told me things will look better in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. Like, God knows. Yeah. You know, he knows. I just loved that. Were there any notes you wanted to go over for Psalm 4? I have um, one, one of them. It says two kinds of joy are contrasted here in Psalm 4-7. Inward joy that comes from knowing and trusting God and happiness that comes as a result of pleasant circumstances. Inward joy is a, is steady as long as we trust God. Happiness is unpredictable. Inward joy defeats discouragement. Happiness covers it up. Inward joy is lasting. Happiness is temporary. So true. It is. Oh my gosh. There's glimpses of happiness in life. Mm -hmm. There's not, if someone says, oh, you'll be happy all the time. uh, No. That's just not a reality. No, no. No no money is going to make you happy forever. No. It's really, it's not a good thing. I mean, in my eyes, I just. And, you know, you can do good things with it. Yeah. Absolutely. But without that. That inward peace, that inward joy. Yeah, you're not going to... No, it's not... It's just going to be an empty bucket. Yeah, you're so right. Yes. One of the... The the note we had for Psalm 4-3... I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I love the last sentence. 
Look at your problems in the light of God's power instead of looking at God in the shadow of your problems. Wow. I had to read that a few times because it's just, I love that. Yeah. It is very good. Look Lovely. At, look at your problems in the light of God's power instead of looking at God in the shadow of your problems. So put, put, him, put him up top. Yeah. Boy, I can just think in my head of problems I've had. If I would have just made him on top, like, and an overflowing of him over it. Yes. Yeah. What well, You would look at everything different. Yeah. Don't you think you learn that, though, as you get more problems or as you go through trials? You kind of learn that? Absolutely. If yeah. that comes from life experience, because you could just sit down in peace for about an hour and think about all the, the the issues maybe you're having and then you know keep this keep that sentence in mind it should change your perspective yes it should yes it should yeah anything else for psalm four that's all i had okay so psalm five the theme is the lies of enemies god is able to defend us from lies spoken against us O oh Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. Listen to my cry for help, my King and my God, for I pray to no one but you. Listen to my voice in the morning, Lord. Each morning I bring my requests to you and wait expectantly. O oh God, you take no pleasure in wickedness. You cannot tolerate the sins of the wicked. Therefore, the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. You will destroy those who tell lies. The Lord murder the Lord detests murderers and deceivers. Because of your unfailing love I can enter your house. I will worship at your temple with deepest awe. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. My enemies cannot speak a truthful word, their deepest desires to destroy others. Their talk is foul like the stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with flattery. O God, declare them guilty. Let them be caught in their own traps. Drive them away because of their many sins, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them sing joyful praises forever. Spread your protection over them, that all who love your name may be filled with joy. For you bless the godly, O Lord. You surround them with your shield of love. Gosh. Love that. I do too. I just love that. I had a couple notes if you want me to read them. Please. On, for 1 through 3, the secret of a close relationship with God is to pray to him earnestly each morning. In the morning, our minds are more free of problems, and then we can commit the whole day to God. Regular communication helps a friendship and is certainly necessary for a strained relationship with God. It's so good. Yeah, I also really liked um, verse 8. Lead me in the right path, O Lord, or my enemies will conquer me. Make your way plain for me to follow. Yes. I mean, that's something we all want. Yeah, and you know, if we really think about it, the way is plain and simple. Yeah. Me and you've talked about that. Like, we make it hard. Oh, as humans, we muck it up. Yeah, that's perfect. Yep, we're muckers. <laughs> we muck it up. That's it. I, I know. And another um, note I had was God cannot condone or excuse even the smallest sin. 
This is the part I like, though. Therefore, we cannot excuse ourselves for sinning only a little bit. As we grow spiritually, our sensitivity to sin increases. Mm. And that is the truth. Yeah. Like, and if someone confronts you, as maybe they should. Yeah. You're already feeling like, wow, I, I, that wasn't right, this and that. And then someone puts it in your face. Pray you're with the Lord. Yeah. Because it's hard to swallow, but that's what we want. We want to become more mature and less sinful. We're always going to sin, but you know. Oh, yeah. That's a good friend. It sure is. You don't want, like you told me one time, that person wants a yes friend. Yeah, you don't want a yes friend. No. I mean, you want someone who's going to be honest with you. Yeah. You you want to be told, look, this, I don't think this is right. Mm -hmm. I don't think this, that. Not not bossy or judgmental, just no. friend. I'm your friend. Yeah. yeah. You don't want a yes friend. No. No, we don't want one of those. <laughs> All righty, did you want to go on to Psalm 6? Sure, I'll be happy to. I love these. This is deliverance and trouble. God is able to rescue us. That's the theme. Oh, Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O oh Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love. For the dead do not remember you, who can praise you from the grave. I am worn out from sobbing. All night I fled my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. Did you want me to read one of the sure. notes? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. This is the first of seven penitential psalms in which the writer humbly realizes his predicament, usually the result of sin, and expresses sorrow over it and demonstrates a fresh commitment to remain close to God. We don't know the cause of David's pain, but whatever the cause, he sought God for the remedy. Mm -hmm. And he, he did that over and over and oh, over. Oh, yes. Didn't he? Yeah. Did you have any notes for there? Um, yes, I have, a, I have something regarding Psalm 6, 1 through 3. Okay. It just says, often we want to show mercy, often we want God to show mercy to us and justice to everyone else. God, in his kindness, forgives us instead of giving us what we deserve. And I was thinking about that first Psalm 6, 1. Don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. And I don't think he does that to no. us who are of him. Do you agree? Yeah. Like he, he's a loving God. Yes. So don't ever think, because I was taught that until my dad sent me straight. You know, like... Be afraid of him. Be the, You know how some kids long time ago, that's what we were taught. Yeah. Be afraid of your, not afraid of your sin. Learn to continue on a path of not sinning. Yeah. He can't be around sin. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Was there anything else? 
Um, no, not in that one. No. Okay, so let's move on to Psalm 8. The theme is the greatness of God assures the worth of mankind. God, the all-powerful creator, cares for his most valuable creation, people. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them? human beings that you should care for them. Yet you have made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. You gave them charge of everything you made, putting all things under their authority, the flocks and the herds and all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea, and everything that swims in the ocean currents. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Praise the Lord. Really, the the verse that stuck out to me is, you know, in three and four, when I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, mm. the moon and the stars you set in place, what are oh. mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Um, I had a note yeah. regarding it, um, regarding Psalm 8.1. Portions of this psalm are quoted in the New Testament and applied to Christ. God became human in the person of Jesus, and he will raise all who belong to him when he comes to reign over the new heaven and new earth. Jesus is the only person who perfectly reflects God's image. We can't, but we can do the best we can. Yeah. Um, on I had one more. It says, um, when we look at the vast expanse of creation, we wonder how God could be so could be concerned for people who constantly disappoint him. Yet God created us only a little lower than himself. The next time you question your worth as a person, remember that God considers you highly valuable. We have great worth because we bear the stamp of the creator. Because God has already declared how valuable we are to him, we can be set free from feelings of worthlessness. Yes. If there's so many people that are down on themselves and I'm one that does it too, but yeah, right here, he has put the stamp, like a stamp of approval, like the prime meat. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you go, there's prime. Yeah. USDA. Yeah. USDA. We have Jesus stamp <laughs> on us. Jesus and we're, stamped. yeah, he's like, we're just one of him. Yeah. We're one. He sees us lovely and your worth is in him. It's not in some person that says something to you hurtful or this or that. Just, I know it hurts, but it's just. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah. All right, friend. I think we're on Psalm 9. Yes. God never ignores our cries for help. I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell you of all the marvelous things you have done. I will be filled with joy because of you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. My enemies retreated. They staggered and died when you appeared. For you have judged in my favor. From your throne you have judged with fairness. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. You have erased their names forever. The enemy is finished in endless ruins. The cities you uprooted are now forgotten. But the Lord reigns forever. 
ex executing judgment from his throne. He will judge the world with justice and rule the nations with fairness. The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you, for you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. Sing praises to the Lord who reigns in Jerusalem. Tell the world about his unforgettable deeds, for he who avenges murder cares for the helpless. He does not ignore the cries of those who suffer. Lord, have mercy on me. See how my enemies torment me. Snatch me back from the jaws of death. Save me so I can praise you publicly at Jerusalem's gates, so I can rejoice that you have rescued me. The nations have fallen into the pit. They dug into the pit they dug for others. Their own feet have been caught in the trap they set. The Lord is known for his justice. The wicked are trapped by their own deeds. The wicked will go down to the grave. This is the fate of all the nations who ignore God. But the needy will not be ignored forever. The hopes of the poor will not always be crushed. Arise, O Lord, don't let mere mortals defy you. Judge the nations, make them tremble in fear, O Lord, that the nations know they are merely human. Gosh. That's one of my favorites. It's I just love that, yeah. This is the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And look at how many times he talks about Jesus. Oh, it comes up, yeah. I mean, everything everything in the Bible is pointed to that. Yes. And just look, like, and they didn't have this. Yeah. I mean, how blessed we are. If you're feeling down, Psalm 9's the gipper. <laughs> Isn't it? I mean, just get that pup out. Well, and you know, I love the first note that they had there. Um, praise is expressing to God our appreciation and understanding of his worth. It is saying thank you for each aspect of his divine nature. Our inward attitude becomes outward expression. When we praise God, we expand our awareness of who he is. In each psalm you read, look for an attribute or characteristic of God for which you can thank him. Wow, what a good idea. So even if you're reading through psalms the first time or the 50th time, yeah, that's something different you can do. Exactly, yep. I liked nine fours. It okay. said, God upholds our just cause. He is our vindicator, one who clears us for critici from criticism and justifies us before others. In this life, we may face many injustices. We may be falsely accused and misunderstood by friends and en enemies. We may not be truly appreciated by others for the love we show. The true value of our work and service may not be duly rewarded. Our ideas may be ignored, but God is to be praised. For he sees and remembers all the good we do, and it is up to him to decide the timing and the appropriateness of our rewards. If we do not trust him to vindicate us, then we will be susceptible to hatred, self-promotion, or self-pity. If we do trust him, we can experience God's peace and be free from the worry of how others perceive us and treat us. That is the truth. Oh, 100, yeah. But you know, friends, that takes time. Yeah. I don't feel like, gosh, I'm not of him. I, I can't do that. Well, you will one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You will just 
he's got some more things for you to go through. Yeah. And it's not about you. Exactly. Oh, yes. Like, take you out of it. Take you. Thank you, Robin. That is so the truth. Yeah. It's not about you. Yeah. Because then the, what you just read comes a lot easier. Just like you said, this this um, podcast isn't about us. About no. you. Yeah. It's about getting God's word out. That's right. I hate to keep going on about this one. I don't really. But, well, go ahead. Um, verse 9, 10. Those who know your name trust in you for you, O Lord. Do not abandon those who search for you. And then the, the note says, God will never abandon those who seek him. God's promise does not mean that if we trust in him, we will escape loss or suffering. It means that God himself will never leave us no matter what we face. And that's such a peacefulness at times of trouble. Yes. Yeah. You'll go through it. He'll be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anything else for that song? No, that's it. <laughs> okay, Psalm 11. The theme is God's rule provides stability in the midst of panic. Because we can trust him, we can face our problems. I trust in the Lord for protection. So why do you say to me, fly like a bird to the mountains for safety? The wicked are stringing their bows and fitting their arrows on the bowstrings. They shoot from the shadows at those whose hearts are right, the foundations of law and order have collapsed. What can the righteous do? But the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord still rules from heaven. He watches everyone closely, examining every person on earth. The Lord examines both the righteous and the wicked. He hates those who love violence. He will rain down blazing coals and burning sulfur on the wicked, punishing them with scorching winds. For the righteous Lord loves justice. The virtuous will see his face. I had a note for that. Um, nothing happens without his knowledge and permission. When you feel like running away, run to God instead. He will restore justice and goodness on the earth in his good time. You said something a couple weeks ago that COVID affected the whole world. And you said that. Oh, that did was, I? Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. Yes. I thought you said no, it. No, you said that. It okay, was so anyway. great. I think you did, but it's all right. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that and thinking we had a disease that affected the whole world. The family unit is being attacked terribly. Mm -hmm. Just the family being attacked is so, it makes me sad for God. Mm. And for us, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Stand firm in your faith. Yeah. Like, don't let it be shaken during crazy times. Right. Like, the core of who, who we are is being attacked. Yeah. No matter who you are. Yeah. Like, and our children. Yeah. Those are our leaders, so somebody better get going here. <laughs> Someone better get going. Come on, little Timmy. You're yeah, up. Tim, get going. <laughs> Funny. All right. So we're on Psalm 12. Psalm 12, yes. Okay. The proud and lying words of people versus the true and pure words of God. A call for protection against those who try to manipulate us. Help, O Lord, for the godly are fast disappearing. The faithful have vanished from the earth. Neighbors lie to each other, speaking with flattering lips and deceitful hearts. 
May the Lord cut off their flattering lips and silence their boastful tongues. They say, we will lie to our heart's content. Our lips are our own. Who can stop us? The Lord replies, I have seen violence done to the helpless, and I have heard the groans of the poor. Now I will rise up to rescue them, as they have longed for me to do. The Lord's promises are pure, like silver refined in a furnace, purified seven times over. Therefore, Lord, we know you will protect the oppressed, preserving them forever from this lying generation, even though the wicked strut about, and evil is praised throughout the land. Funny we just said that, and then we read that. <laughs> that that could be, that's written for today. Yeah, it really is. I mean, just... Yeah, one of the notes I had uh, regarding verse 6 says, Sincerity and truth are extremely valuable because they are so rare. Many people are deceivers, liars, flatterers. They think they will get what they want by deception. As a king, David certainly faced his share of such people who hoped to win his favor and gain advancement through flattery. When we feel as though sincerity and truth have nearly gone out of existence, we have one hope, the word of God. God's word is as pure and flawless as refined silver. So listen carefully when he speaks to you through his word. That's so good. You know, at first when I read that note, when it was talking about flattery, I was like, wait, what? But not like... Oh hi, you know that that shirt looks nice on yeah, you. Yeah, it's not, different. Yeah, not that. No, I did have a little note. Oh, all all it is is the tongue can be our greatest enemy because though small, it can do great damage. Be careful how you use yours. Because mm. what's in our heart comes out. Yeah. So you got to get that heart fixed up. Yeah. Refiner's fire. All right, Psalm thirteen. The theme, praying for relief from despair. We must continue to trust God even when he doesn't answer us immediately. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever, how long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul? With sorrow in my heart every day, how long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. But I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. Lovely. Yeah, I highlighted those last couple verses. Yes. Amen. Did you have anything for Psalm 13? I do. I have. Sometimes all we need to do is talk over a problem with a friend to help it put it in perspective. And I, I want to say, talk a problem over with a Christian friend. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause they're going to have the same value system as you mm -hmm. in the Psalms. The phrase, how long occurs four times in the first two verses, indicating the depth of David's distress. David expressed his feelings to God and found strength. By the end of his prayer, he was able to profess hope and trust in God. Through prayer, we can express our feelings and talk our problems out with God. He helps us regain the right perspective, and this gives us peace. Mm. We're moving on to Psalm 14. There it is. Only the fool denies God. How foolish it must seem to God when people say there is no God. That's the theme. Only fools say in their hearts there is no God. 
They are corrupt and their actions are evil. Not one of them does good. The Lord looks down from heaven on the entire human race. He looks to see if anyone is truly wise, if anyone seeks God. But no, all have turned away. All have become corrupt. Not one does good, not a single one. Will those who do evil never learn? They eat up my people like bread. And when it think of praying to the Lord, terror will grip them, for God is with those who obey him. The wicked frustrate the plans of the oppressed, but the Lord will protect his people. Who will come from Mount Zion to rescue Israel? When the Lord restores his people, Jacob will shout with joy, and Israel will rejoice. Love it. Yes. Did you have any note? I did have a note. Okay. No one but God is per. Oh, this is regarding uh, chapter 14, verse 3. No one but God is perfect. All of us stand guilty before him and need his forgiveness. No matter how well we perform or how much we achieve compared to others, we can't boast of our goodness when compared to God's standard. God not only expects us to obey his laws, but he wants us to love him with all our heart. No one except Jesus Christ has done that perfectly. Because we fall short, we must turn to Christ to save us. Amen. Yes. I just have one little thing. Yeah. It says, while we may feel we are losing the battle, we can be absolutely sure that our ultimate victory is in God. Okay, so moving on to Psalm 15, Guidelines for Living a Blameless Life. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. Those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent. Such people will stand firm forever. I had one note. As we grow in our relationship with our Redeemer, we develop a desire to live by His standards. The depth of our eternal relationship with Him can often be measured by the way we reflect His standards in our daily activity. Uh, Really, the only other one I had was regarding verse 5. Some people are so obsessed with money that they will change their God-given standards and lifestyle to get it. If money is a controlling force in your life, it must be curbed or it will harm others and destroy your relationship with God. That's so the truth. It's true. And I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're not talking about working hard to make a living. Right. This is like hoarding. Yes. Or like when I called you about that $135 million yacht. Oh, Robin. come on. What? What is what is so expensive in there? Are they li- is it lined with gold? Probably. Why would so- okay? Where was it again? Russia. They they confiscated it from Russia, <laughs> from a wealthy person. Like, I would if someone said, "Come look at this free." Come go. No, I'd be ashamed. Like, why? What? I just don't under like. I just don't understand, like, when would you ever be able to use that entire ship? What exactly. are you doing with it? And it's not that big, Robin. 
Come on. It has to be huge. Well, it prob- no, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to, when they're going to show this, it's going to be a, like the Prince's Cruise Lines. <laughs> no. It looks like a normal yacht. <laughs> well, well, then it has to be, like like you said, lined in gold yeah. or something. Something's going on. Number two, how many people could have been fed? Oh, well, yeah. Because that's $135 million of extra money. Yeah. You're like, yeah. All right. oh, let's go buy a yacht. Let, I would. We can't get on the yacht. Well, we talked about that. I buy $14.98 shoes from Walmart. Amen. And I'm like, oh boy. Nobody get these dirty. I got, these got to last the season. Yeah. I mean, $135 million. I mean, what? I'm done with that one. (laughs) I can't get over it. I have no words. I can't. You called me at like 1130 at night. I, I was like, that is crazy. That is the most egregious I, I can't, I don't have any words. It's embarrassing. Yeah, like people who have 30, 30 room, 30 bath homes. What, what, who, do you have 30 people? Who's coming over and using, now, who's cleaning all those Thank bathrooms? Thank you. Well, certainly I've thought if they can afford that, they've got a maid. Probably full time. That's true. But you know what? I would imagine at some point that maid is like, you know what? Bathroom 12, it's someone not. didn't flush. Yeah. How could they not flush in bathroom 12? Yeah. I mean, stuff. That's stuff. That's a lot of cleaning. Who, For what? I know. I want a one bedroom, one bath, one pan. I Do you want, want one bedroom, one bath, and one like pan? Like one pan or cook. two. Okay. I want just everyone has one dish. Yep. All right. Does everyone get a plate? Everyone gets a plate, a fork. But if they lose it, bye. <laughs> There's no replacing silverware. <laughs> like you're going to have to wait till we go to Wendy's and you're going to get a spork packet. Yeah. You go right ahead and you ask them if you can pay the extra for it or if they just want to give it to you. Fine. But I'm not buying. That's what I did with the beach towels this summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Including Jake. I said, okay, here's the towels. <laughs> you each pick one and put your name on it. And if you take it home or whatever... There's your problem. Beach towels are expensive. Oh, yeah. I got them for only $4.98, of course, at Walmart. Oh, that's not too bad. And they're not, you know, they're going to last the season. But I am not going through this, going to Costco, buying these beautiful towels. They're all gone. Yeah. If someone wants to come swim, Karsten, you tell them to bring your own towel. Yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. I, no. And... Yours probably lasts longer because you don't bleach them. Do you bleach your beach towels? Um, no. I should. Well. You're the bleach. Bleach boobah. It doesn't matter if it's a white towel, if it's a blue towel, if it's an orange towel. It's bleached. It's getting bleached. Yeah, it's going to turn white or get holes. Yes. You Bingo. know, whatever, you, people. You found Mitty's carpet barn. That's yeah. exactly what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm just not going to do it anymore. These people are adults. My patience level. Anyway, let's get on with our... Where are we? I think I'm on... We didn't read 16. Nope. Okay. Keep me safe, O God, for I have come to you for refuge. 
I said to the Lord, you are my master. Everything I have comes from you. The godly people in the land are my true heroes. I take pleasure in them. Troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood or even speak the names of their gods. Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessing. You guard all that this you guard all that is mine. The land you have given me is a pleasant land. What a wonderful inheritance. I will bless the Lord who guides me. Even at night my heart even at night my heart instructs me. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. My wonder, no wonder my heart is glad, and I rejoice. My body rests in safety, for you will not leave my soul among the dead, or allow your Holy One to rot in the grave. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of our presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. Gosh. Beautiful. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, one of the notes I had was regarding verses 8 through 11. This psalm is often called a messianic psalm because it is quoted in the New Testament as referring to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Both Peter and Paul quoted from this psalm when speaking of Christ's bodily resurrection. Did you have any other notes for no, there? No, that's it. Okay. So, Psalm 17. The theme is a plea for justice in the face of false accusations and persecution. David urges us to realize the true goal of life, to know God, and the true reward of life, to see God one day. O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent, for you see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Mm. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me, watching for the chance to throw me to the ground. They are hungry lions, eager to tear me apart, like young lions hiding in ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, destroy those who look to this world for their reward. But satisfy the hunger of your treasured ones. May their children have plenty, leaving an inheritance for their descendants. Because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Beautiful. Gosh, I mean, and you could just tell he was going through something. Yeah. I had the note... Two of them, 17.8. Just as we protect our eyes, so God will protect us. But we must not conclude that we have somehow missed God's protection if we experience troubles. God's protection has a far greater purpose than helping us avoid pain. It is to make us better servants for him. God also protects us by guiding us through painful circumstances, not only 
by helping us escape them. Yes. Yeah. You got to go through it. Yes, you do. I just had one regarding verse three. Was David saying he was sinless? Far from a proud assumption of purity, David's claim was an understanding of his relationship with God. In Psalms 32 and 51, David freely acknowledged his own sins. Nevertheless, his relationship with God was one of close fellowship and constant repentance and forgiveness. His claim to goodness, therefore, was based on his continual seeking after God. Okay, should I do 19? Please. Okay. This is um, both God's creation and his word reveal his greatness. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day, they continue to speak. Night after night, they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in the heavens for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run this ra- run the race. The sun rises at one end of the heavens and follows its course to the other end. Nothing can hide from its heat. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right bringing joy to the heart the command of the lord are commands of the lord are clear giving insight for the living reverence for the lord is pure lasting forever the laws of the lord are true each one is fair they are more desirable than gold even the finest gold they are sweeter than honey even honey dripping from the comb they are a they are a warning to your servant a great reward for those who obey them how can i Know all the sins lurking in my heart. Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Love it. I love from 10 on, um, or actually from 12 to 14, you could say that as a prayer. Yes. Um, Also... Seven through nine. Yes. You know, because if you just look at, so it talks about the instructions of the Lord, the decrees of the Lord, the commandments, the commands, reverence for the Lord, laws of the Lord. It's just amazing yes. how it kind of goes down that list. Yes. No kidding. Beautiful. Yeah. Really like that. Yes. Regarding verse 1, in this psalm, David meditates on God's creation, God's word, his own sinfulness, and God's forgiveness. As God reveals himself through nature, we learn about his power and our finiteness. As God reveals himself through scripture, we learn about his holiness and our sinfulness. As God reveals himself through daily experiences, we learn about his gracious forgiveness that frees us from guilt. Beautiful. Yeah. Ah. I liked, um, regarding Psalm 12 and 13, it says, Guilt can play an important role in bringing us to Christ and in keeping us behaving properly, but it should not cripple us or make us fearful. God fully and completely forgives us, even for those sins we do unknowingly. Yeah. That's good to know. That is. 
Yes. Mm. And the one thing I loved, and I wrote this down, verse 14, the, the, was yeah. it all of 14? Yeah. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And then in the note, it said, as you, well, in part, it said, as you begin each day, determine that God's love will guide what you say and how you think. Gosh, yes. Just if you wake up, keep that in mind. Yep. Okay, so Psalm 20, the theme is a prayer for victory in battle. Such a prayer can help us prepare for any great challenge. David knew that trust should be placed in the Lord more than in human power. In times of trouble, may the Lord answer your cry. May the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. May he send you help from a sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. May he remember all your gifts and look favorably on your burnt offerings. May he grant your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy when we hear of your victory and raise a victory banner in the name of our God. May the Lord answer all your prayers. Now I know that the Lord rescues his anointed king. He will answer him from his holy heaven and rescue him by his great power. Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we will boast in the name of the Lord our God. Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Give victory to our king, O Lord. Answer our cry for help. Anything for, for there? I didn't have anything, did you? You know what? I didn't either. Okay. I'll go to 21 then. There you go. Praising God after victory in battle. When God answers our prayers for victory, we must quickly and openly thank him for his help. That's the thing. How the king rejoices in your strength, O Lord. He shouts with joy because you give him victory. For you have given him his heart's desire. You have withheld nothing he requested. You welcomed him back with success and prosperity. You placed a crown of finest gold on his head. He asked you to preserve his life, and you granted his request. The days of his life stretch on forever. Your victory brings him great honor, and you have clothed him with splendor and majesty. You have endowed him with eternal blessings and given him the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord. The unfailing love of the Most High will keep him from stumbling. You will capture all your enemies. Your strong right hand will seize all who hate you. You will throw them in a flaming furnace when you appear. The Lord will consume them in his anger. Fire will devour them. You will wipe their children from the face of the earth. They will never have descendants. Although they plot against you, their evil schemes will never succeed. For they will turn and run when they see your arrows aimed at them. Rise up, O Lord, in all your power. With music and singing, we celebrate your mighty acts. Beautiful. Yeah, David knows how powerful the Lord is. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He he just goes to him, yeah. and he does know how powerful he is. It's just like he's claiming his promises. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel that way? Yes. Yeah. You have notes? Uh, regarding verses 1 through 6, David described all that he had as gifts from God, his heart's desire, success, and prosperity, a crown of finest gold, long life, splendor, and majesty, eternal blessings, joy. 
We too should look upon all we have, position, family, wealth, talent, as gifts from God. Only then will we use them to give glory back to him. It's not you. No. Once again, it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) I had a note too. Yeah. Regarding 21.7, because David trusted in God, God would not let him stumble, be removed from the throne. When we trust in God, we have permanence and stability. We may lose a great deal, families, jobs, maternal, material possessions, but we cannot be shaken from God's favor. He will be our foundation of solid rock. He will never leave or desert us. And that's plays into having that um, internal joy again. You're right. Yeah. Because no matter, no matter what's going on externally, you're going to have that in, internal peace. Yeah. It's just there. Mm-hmm. There's no words to describe that peace. Yeah. And when a trouble comes, you can thank him for it and just. Troubles or good times. Absolutely. You thank him for it. Yeah. No matter which it is. Exactly. That is exactly the truth. Anything else for Psalm 21? No. All right. Let's finish up with Psalm 22. Mm, Nighty. The theme is a prayer that carries us from great suffering to great joy. Despite apparent rejection by his friends and God, David believed that God would lead him out of despair. He looked forward to that future day when God would rule over the entire earth. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you, and you were saved. They trusted in you and were never disgraced. But I am a worm and not a man. I am scorned and despised by all. Everyone who sees me mocks me. They sneer and shake their heads, saying, Is this the one who relies on the Lord? Then let the Lord save him. If the Lord loves him so much, let the Lord rescue him. Yet you brought me safely from my mother's womb and led me to trust you at my mother's breast. I was thrust into your arms at my birth. You have been my God from the moment I was born. Do not stay so far from me, for trouble is near, and no one else can help me. My enemies surround me like a herd of bulls. Fierce bulls of Bashan have hemmed me in. Like lions, they open their jaws against me, roaring and tearing into their prey. My life is poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax melting within me. My strength is dried up like sun-baked clay. My tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You have laid me in the dust and left me for dead. My enemies surround me like a pack of dogs. An evil gang closes in on me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. My enemies stare at me and gloat. They divide my garments among themselves and throw dice for my clothing. O Lord, do not stay far away. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid. Save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaws and from the horns of these wild oxen. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters. I will praise you among your assembled people. Praise the Lord, all you who fear him, honor him, all your descent, all you descendants of Jacob, show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. For he has not ignored or belittled the suffering of the needy. He has not turned his back on them, but has listened for, to their cries for help. 
I will praise you in the great assembly. I will fulfill my vows in the presence of those who worship you. The poor will eat and be satisfied. All who seek the Lord will praise him. Their hearts will rejoice with everlasting joy. The whole earth will acknowledge the Lord and return to him. All the families of the nations will bow down before him. For royal power belongs to the Lord. He rules all the nations. Let the rich of the earth feast and worship. Bow before him all who are mortal, all whose lives will end as dust. Our children will also serve him. Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. It said, um, David gave an amazing, accurate, amazingly accurate description of the suffering the Messiah would endure hundreds of years later. He was enduring some great trial, obviously, but through his suffering, he, like the Messiah, to come gained victory. Jesus the Messiah quoted the verse while hanging on the cross, carrying our burden of sin. It was not a cry of doubt, but an urgent appeal to God. Isn't that something? Because you read some of that, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That's Jesus. Yeah, my God, my God, right there. Do you have any notes? I did. I had a note regarding verses 9 through 11. God's loving concern does not begin on the day we are born and conclude on the day we die. It reaches back to those days before we were born and reaches ahead along the unending path of eternity. Our only sure help comes from a God whose concern for us reaches beyond our earthly existence. How can anyone reject such love? No kidding. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I had. Yeah. You know, also real quick. Yes. One of the inserts in our Bible, it's called Christ in the Psalms. Yes. And I wanted to just take a few things out of it. Uh, Both the Jewish and Christian faiths have long believed that many Psalms referred as much to the promised Messiah as they did to events at the time. Because the Messiah was to be a descendant of David, it was expected that many of the royal Psalms would apply to him. Christians noted how many of the passages seemed to describe in detail events from Christ's life and death. Jesus himself frequently quoted from Psalms. Almost everything that happened at the crucifixion and most of Jesus' words during his final hours were prophesied in Psalms. And then they provide a list of the main references in Psalms pertaining to Christ, which I think is wonderful. I will take a picture of it and put it on our Facebook page. I love it, too. I was going to ask about that. It's amazing. Yes. Yes. My goodness. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's all I have, friend. How about you? That's all I have, too. All right. So let's give out some information. Okay. Our email is basicbiblestudy19 at gmail.com, facebook.com slash mybasicbiblestudy, and the website is mybasicbiblestudy.com. Next time, we are going to stay in Psalms. We'll be reading Psalms 23 through 32, 35 through 41, and then Psalms 53, 55, 58, and 61. And all those will be listed on the Facebook page. Wonderful. So you don't have to memorize those or anything. And uh, and that's it. We hope everyone's staying cool this summer. And I do too, because it's hot here. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're hitting, we have triple digits for about a week, I think. Yeah, goodness. Well, I hope as everybody has a blessed day. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thank you.